KFI AM 640. Bill Carroll live at the White House restaurant in Anaheim. Usually I get here at noon because this is the first time we've done the radiothon when I've been in the 10 to 1 slot. And I get here at 12 o'clock and there's nobody here. So I'm happy to dine out on Handel's leftovers for the next little while. So feel free to stick around. Not easy to be a couple of weeks into a diet at the White House restaurant, is it? Look at all that food over there. Did you see me eat any of it? Not a drop. Nothing. Not even a bite. That won't last a day. Sometime around 12 o'clock. No, don't offer to bring me food. Enabler. Who are you? Who does that? So, uh, but you know what? Isn't that a great problem to have? We're heading into Thanksgiving and Christmas, and a lot of us wish we could lose a few pounds, and we're trying to avoid food. Meantime, there are 1,200 kids who wouldn't eat if Bruno didn't do what he did every day. I just think that's awesome. I got here a couple hours ago, and uh, half the staff at the restaurant, and the people who helped Bruno feed those 1,200 people, which I can't get my head around. How, how do you feed 1,200 people a day? How is anybody, wouldn't, doesn't take an army to do that? He has, he has help, but he doesn't have an army. I just don't know how he pulls it off. Anyway, as I arrived, they all stop and thank us. Thank you, KFI. You do such a great thing, such a great job. And I, I think, well, I don't, I don't want to burst my own bubble here, but here's what I do. I come, I drive a little farther to work, and then I talk for three hours like I do every day, and I talk about something a little bit different. In other words, I don't do anything. I don't do anything. Why would you thank me? Thank our great listeners who come down to the White House restaurant and bring with them pasta and tomato sauce and cash. God, we love cash. We're so into cash. I mean, we got to thank you. And then the people who actually, when we leave and they got truckloads of stuff to fill up and put in a storage room, the people who actually empty it out a little bit every day to feed those kids, those are the amazing people. So let's give them a hand. That's, so you, our listeners, and the people who actually do it. I just made myself feel so guilty. I'm probably going to have to write a check now, like Handel does, but not like not as big as his check. Are you still talking to me, ma'am? Do you realize I'm on the radio here? Do you have any clue what we're actually doing here? This is a microphone. This is KFI. I, I can't have a private conversation with you right now. Now, after the show, if you want to get in the back room somewhere, that's a different thing. We'll talk about that. All right, we Thank have you, to. Thank you, Bill Cosby. We have to. De- I wasn't going to drug her. It was just an invitation. I was listening to uh, Tim Conway Jr. last night, and he was live with Steve Gregory in Ferguson, and uh, I just turned it on at the most incredible moment. And I think we have that soundbite last night. This is when I turned the radio on. Up until then, I was watching CNN mostly tell lies about what was actually happening in Ferguson, but here's what Steve Gregory was saying. Okay, we got Steve Gregory. Okay, all right. Steve Gregory is with us. He is in uh, Ferguson, Missouri. Steve, a lot happening there. What's the uh, big story there? Gunshots. Timmy, on just I'm 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 tith, yeah. Gunfire, just a ton of gunfire. Just a few moments ago, we all had to dive down onto the pavement, and it, they just. Uh, I, I assume they were shooting it into the air, but there were a, like a group of four or five girls near my car, and we all just dived down to the pavement. Across the street from me right now, a storage shed, a storage facility, like one of those storage rental facilities, is on fire. The main office is there. I'm looking at it. It's a spectacular site. It looks like the entire front building is engulfed in flames. People are just standing around watching it. Now a string of cars just coming by on the road. People hanging out of there, cheering. Tom, is this not the part where the shooting occurs? Basically just holding up their hands. 
Uh, I don't know. This is uh, one of the things that was sent to me. It's three minutes, 44 seconds. Steve. Yeah, it's not really what we're looking for. It's that little sound bite they've been playing in the news. I could act it out if you want. It was like this. So I'm live here in Ferguson, Tim, and I'm watching. Oh, my God. Pop, pop, pop. I'm under the car. It was terrifying. We'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. We have Steve instead. Steve, I, the one, one point you screamed out after I heard the gunshots, I honestly thought you'd been hit. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something. When I, there were three clusters of gunfire that I heard last night. And what was the first cluster of pops I heard, I thought may have been like regular aerosol canisters or something in this admin building that was burning in front of me. And I thought maybe it was just a result of that. But then I realized that it sounded like when I looked around that people were shooting guns into the air. And then when I heard the automatic weapons, then that's when I realized that it was actual gunfire. And as you heard me there in that clip, I, you know, a couple of different times I, I hit the pavement like right under the car in the, in the driver's door area. And then when I finally got up, got by then I'd lost connection back to the station, and I was trying to reestablish connection with my left hand, and my right hand I was trying to videotape a bunch of looters that were just pounding this uh, plywood that was covering this restaurant. They were hitting with baseball bats, just these loud thump, thump, thump of the baseball bats hitting this wood, just tearing it to shreds and jumping inside that building, and then that's when someone came up from behind me and shoved me up against the car, and then somebody else came around to my right side and grabbed my phone and took off. So, Yeah, we have that, that sound kind of now. The... Let's, let's play it. We have it now. And basically just holding up their hands. Oh, oh gunshot again. Gunfire. Wow. Hey, is that the cop Timmy, shooting? Hold on, hold on. No. Hold on. Okay, Timmy, you with me? Yes. You okay? Timmy, you there? Yes. We have him on now. All right. So, Steve, you know, uh, first of all, I'm happy you're not hurt, and that for the rest of your life, we will be making fake gunshots to see if you dive under a car, right? You know that. (laughs) Well, again, like I said, I first thought it was just the the normal byproduct of a fire at at an office or building, and and then when it dawned on me what I was hearing... And I heard both, you know, like 9mm gunfire and then heavier, what it appeared to be assault rifle type gunfire. But, uh, yeah, it was, I got to be honest with you, I've covered a lot of stuff in my career, but that was a pretty hairy moment last night. Seems like the media was being targeted a little bit when I was watching CNN lying. Uh, I noticed that somebody came by and grabbed the guy's earpiece, and they were, they were, people were deliberately going up to the camera and dropping F-bombs and S-bombs. And Did you talk to other media people that had the same kind of issue? You had your phone stolen, you got pushed and shoved a little bit. didn't seem like the media was very welcome there. No, and you know what happened is that uh, you, the police, unfortunately, were treating us just like they were treating protesters. There was no safe zone for media like we're used to in Los Angeles, um, you know, where LAPD and L.A. County sheriffs always set up some sort of a safe zone for us to be able to do our jobs without interference from the crowd. And that's not the case here. We were all pretty much equals in the eyes of the police last night. So that made it difficult for us to sort of navigate in and around the crowds and, and expect any kind of protection. Then on top of that, you've got this, this uh, whole subset of fringe media or as they like to call themselves alternative media that uh, are are basically taunting the cops and they're the ones that get up in the cops face with cameras and lights and stuff and it makes it really difficult for those of us that are just trying to observe and report to do our jobs so 
Yeah, every, I mean, a reporter got hit in the head with a rock last night. A girl, some uh, young girl from the local station got hit in the head with a rock. Um, I know that uh, one of the, I think, Fox camera crews, someone, they jumped them and just totally destroyed their camera. So, I mean, I, I got away, you know, completely unscathed compared to what some others had to go through. Well, that's when you know it's not a legitimate protest. There were a lot of people there who were protesting, marching, carrying signs, because protesters want the media to be there. They, they want to get right. their word out. It's, it's criminals who want to break into stores and steal stuff. Those are the people who attack the media because they didn't want you filming their, uh, their looting, Steve. That, that's the difference. I think that's how you can tell. What, what would you say the number of people who were there to legitimately protest versus the people who were there to, to just uh, get an early start on the Black Friday shopping? What would you say the numbers were? Oh, I, it's hard to say, Bill, because it got so convoluted at some point last night where, you know, when I first showed up uh, on the side where the police station is, and that, those people were just kind of standing there milling around, but that is already after two police cars had been, uh, you know, been torched, and I was sitting there watching that, but the crowd that I was next to, in fact, they were all talking to me, and they were friendly to me, and everything seemed fine. It wasn't until I went to the kind of like a mile to the east of there where the, all the fires or the buildings and stuff took place. That's where I, they were way more aggressive, and that's where you could tell that none of them wanted any kind of a peaceful demonstration. In my opinion, you know, my opinion, it looked like they were all pretty aggressive at that point. Because you knew when I got to that side, there were a lot of young men with masks on, already prepared for, for a tear gas or, or the you know the pepper spray or anything like that. So they all had masks on, and they all had hoodies on, and they were all trying to conceal their identity. So they were sort of prepared to go in aggressively it looked like anyway and then with baseball bats and stuff like that like i said they just appeared out of nowhere and it was pretty frightening thank you steve talk to you later got it bill if i steve gregory in ferguson and he was there last night during the rioting and looting uh we'll take a break and we'll come back we're live at the white house restaurant it's our annual radiothon come down and see us i'll give you all the details and we have some new numbers that i didn't get to yet as well bill, some new I, numbers for 10 o'clock can i ask you a question bill uh does my breath smell bad or why we're sitting this far apart? Yeah, yeah. I'm used to actually having glass between us. So. Yeah, I know. And and I'm, here's what's going to happen though. I'm going to move over there in a second, and then you're going to. No, have to you're deal good with there. Me. You sure? I think that's fine. Yeah, stay right there. I, should I move over there or stay in fact, over there's here? There's a nice place outside. Everybody says move over there. So. You can get set up in the restaurant <laughs> itself if you want. <laughs> I'll do that. Totally fine there. That would be great. And then I want to tell you what I was watching on CNN. They got me so infuriated last night. Bill Carroll, live at the White House restaurant. Come and see us. Bring food, pasta, tomato sauce. Bring cash. We love all of it. It's our annual Radiothon. I just wanted to say, and then I'll give you the latest numbers. Watching CNN last night drives me insane when people passing themselves off as journalists use words that are editorial words. I don't care if you're doing an editorial. Have your opinion. But did you watch the coverage last night? At the beginning, they kept headlining that the jury failed to indict the police officer, failed. They decided not to. Whether or not they failed, that's an opinion. And you wonder why people take to the streets and start to set buildings on fire. When the media inflames the passions of the public, that's not what our job is supposed to be if you work in the news department. Rob is not supposed to use words like failed. I can use word like failed. CNN failed to do a good job last night of covering that situation that's that's an opinion i'm entitled to it that's not what they're supposed to be doing don't pass it off as fact the other thing i thought i heard one of the, the dumbest commentaries i've ever heard in the middle of a crisis 
One of the women on CNN, I don't know if you saw this, Brian. We were texting and watching at the same time. They were doing a back-and-forth discussion. I don't know if she was a lawyer or what she was. But no, I think she was one of their journalists. And she said, I have to, my colleagues don't agree with me, but I have to just tell you this about the, uh, the grand jury and the evidence. And she talked about how Michael Brown had been walking down the middle of the street and that he became inflammatory right away when, when the police officer approached, that he got very angry, got very aggressive. And she, her theory was that at that moment, the whole situation could have easily been resolved. You know what a suggestion was? She wanted to know why the, the cop didn't just drive away. When you question the guy, and it's only cigarellos, he only stole cigarellos and little cigars. And he's really angry and provocative, and he's walking down the middle of the street. The cop should have just driven away, and then this whole thing wouldn't have happened. So that's what we're suggesting now, that police in this country, when confronted with someone who gets a little bit angry, should just drive away. Isn't that the opposite to their job? So I called 911. There's an angry guy coming in the back door. To, I think he's going to kill me and my children. Oh, is he angry? Did you say he's angry yet? Well, we're not going to come. We, well, we don't want to get the situation to make it worse. It's a police officer's duty to confront people, whether they're angry or not. And I would argue that if they're angry, all the more reason the police officer has to figure out who is this guy and what is he up to. He's just shown himself to be pretty dangerous. If he's this provocative with a police officer in uniform with a gun, then I can't just drive away. Have you ever heard anything so absurd in your life? Incredible. Okay, I've done my rant. I've got That's someone here who's not angry for you. She looks angry. <laughs> let, let me tell you before she makes a donation where we are in our annual radiothon. The goal this year is higher than it's ever been. We're trying to raise $250,000. As of 10 o'clock, by the end of the Handle Show, we have raised $115,520. We're almost halfway there, Handel. Almost halfway there. Uh, You've had we, your show, Handel. Go away now. What were we last year at this time? Because that's important. Does that have, you have that figure? I don't have that number, but I don't think we were at 115. About 85? Yeah. So we're, wow. Did you say 115? 115. I don't think we were at that by the end of my show. Maybe we started my show because, you know, the, we weren't in a rush to raise food between 9 and noon. Right. I see You'll get you that mean. later. Uh, we weren't in a rush. We didn't hit 115 until 7 p.m. Well, there you go. That's and uh, nice start. And what about the food? We're trying to raise 25,000 pounds of pasta and tomato sauce. We may do it. We may As do it. As of 10 o'clock, you were at what? Uh, as of 10 o'clock, uh, oh, we were, uh, $19,072. No. Yeah. 19000 already. That's, yeah, it's way, way more. We didn't have that until 9 p.m. last year at night. I might just go home, actually. We're pretty much done here. Yeah, we can No, no, we can now. blow these numbers yeah. out of the water now. We could blow them out of the water. But let's get to them first. So we're almost there. Now, who were you introducing me to? Alondra. I'm with Practical Components, and I just wanted to say thank you to all the supporters, including my boss, Kevin Lappin, who makes a generous donation each year. And thank you, Bill. Even though you're modest, he adores you, and you bring entertainment, laughter, and... and Which Bill are you looking at right handle, now, to right? be Let's sure? Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Is that this Bill? Oh, oh this Bill. This Bill. <laughs> Take that handle. And thank you, Bruno, for keeping the legacy alive on behalf of your mom. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. And uh, and just to 
in the spirit of Handel, because I noticed that everyone who donated, he'd let them do a little pr plug for their company. Uh, your company, Practical Components, makes very practical components. So, it's a great name. Good luck selling those components and keeping it practical. That's excellent. You guys do a great job. So practical. Yeah. What the hell does that mean, practical components? I guess you have to know. There's a Scottish guy here in the kilt. You know what I always say? When a Scotsman shows up with a check, it's always a big, big event. So we'll meet him and find out how much it is when we come back. You know I'm all about the bill, about the bill, Bill Carroll. I'm all about the bill, about the bill, Bill Carroll. I'm all about the bill, about the bill, Bill Carroll. I'm all about the bill. Bill, bill. My favorite new song. Bill, bill, That's a big bill, hit yeah. right there. You know it's super sweet and kind of neat. This song really sucks, okay, and I fade don't. Fade it down get before it gets to the pale part. No, don't 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 leave the pasty part in. Don't leave the pasty part in. KFI AM 640, Bill Carroll, live at the White House Restaurant in Anaheim, our annual Radiothon, on target for a record year. And uh, we need to because we set the goal really high. Uh, Bruno and Katarina's Club feed 1,200 motel kids a day. We need your help. So if you could please drop by. That was Kevin Dinnick, by the way. He's one of our contestants in the Bill Carroll free Thanksgiving dinner uh, contest using the line page. And uh, we got a bunch now. We got a bunch, and uh, the deadline for submissions at 12 o'clock today. We'll yeah. announce a winner at the end of the show. We got probably, what, 10 or 11? We got 10 or 11. And actually, we had a couple of really big files, unfortunately, that were too big to get through. Well, if you want to send so, a shortened version, yeah. try it again, and you're listening, we could still judge it. Yeah, well, we'll judge. Yeah, we, 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 you've been up all night judging these yeah. things. <laughs> all right, you, uh, you brought a man in a kilt. I wonder why your type or your kind or your people always seem to be wearing dresses, but they're men. What is that, racism? Uh, I, I don't know what it yeah, is, what do you but mean, it, you it's people. curiosity. Not a dress. Why do you guys wear First dresses? of all, if it was for a woman, it would be a skirt. Right, okay. And then secondly, it's a kilt. Tell them there, lad. Hey, it's a kilt. <laughs> don't worry. He's inclined that way. He's checking out your legs. Don't even think. Don't, don't be offended. He doesn't know what's under it, though. Well, oh, I know what's okay. under it. Well, maybe not specifically what's <laughs> under it. I know what's not under it if you're doing it right. Regimental, we call it. You're here to make a little donation. I know you were here last year because I remember you. That's right, Bill. On behalf of the Scottish Knights Templar, uh, this is a check to Katarina's Club for $3,502. Oh, $3,500 and why the two? <laughs> because somebody gave another $2. You reached 3500 bucks, and somebody said, and I'll give you two more. Thank you very much. You're I will welcome. accept that for Katarina's Club. $3,502. Incredible. This is Cheryl Cook. She's the commander of our local commandery here in uh, in Orange County and, and Los Angeles. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you so much for letting us donate. Oh, thank you to all the people who donated uh, on for you guys to bring this check to us. So tell them we really appreciate it. Thanks. Can we get someone to donate some pants now? Will you leave it alone with the kilt? <laughs> It's what Scottish people do. And wh what about all these kids that were running around a minute ago? Where are they? 10.50, there's a whole bunch of kids, and I'm and I'm not quite sure why. No, they made me an awesome sign. Okay, well, we'll do that. Well, we'll meet them coming up after the, uh, the break here. But uh, I wanted to talk about something else because we have a couple of minutes here. Ellie Unified has been in the news a little bit lately. I'm not sure Ellie Unified is uh, is very qualified to take care of our kids every day. One of the reasons I said that last week was when they, uh, they, they had a 14-year-old who was sexually abused by a teacher. 
and they actually had their lawyer argue in court. Valid legal argument, but not a very moral one, not a very appropriate one for a school district. They argued that she was old enough to consent to have sex with the teacher. She knew what she was doing. In fact, she went out of her way to hide it from her mother. In other words, a 14-year-old had it coming, was the argument. Well, now an expert hired by LA Unified has argued in court that a 9-year-old girl, now are you ready for this? A 9-year-old girl seeking damages, she was sexually assaulted. But the therapist argued that, you have to understand, there wasn't much damage here. You know why? Because the girl is intellectually challenged. In other words, just to be blunt, she was too stupid to understand what was happening to her. That's the argument that LAUSD had an expert make in court. How low will these guys go? She has an IQ apparently somewhere between 64 and 70. I mean, my producer, Brian, has made a great career in that range. No offense. No, she's obviously very developmentally challenged. But they decided to argue that if she's so developmentally challenged, she doesn't really understand the nature of the sexual assault against her. Therefore, no pain, no payment. Does that make any sense to you? Because it certainly doesn't to me. Isn't it? First of all, who are we to decide whether or not somebody is going to be emotionally damaged by a sexual assault? Certainly not anyone who works for LAUSD. We keep your hands off my kids, whether they're mentally challenged or not, right? And also, what about the damage done to this family? Even if that child doesn't really understand what happened to her. Can you imagine the emotional devastation to an entire family when that happens to your pure, precious little child? The thing about a lot of uh, mentally challenged kids is they can also be the sweetest, nicest, most trusting people on the planet. And if somebody could damage them, and LAUSD would let a therapist argue, it doesn't matter because she didn't know what happened to her. Rob, it just gets lower and lower all the time. Who's in charge at that place? Uh, I can't offer any uh, editorial comments, otherwise you'll get mad at me like you got mad at CNN. All I can tell you, it's uh, like a 95-year-old guy who's back after his his own sexually... uh, Questionable past is now taking over temporarily LAUSD. Great job, yeah. LAUSD. Yeah. Please drop down and see us at the uh, White House restaurant in Anaheim. We're here until 1 o'clock. Item number 7 is now up for bid. You and three friends will join me for a Kings game. Time and date to be announced. And you'll ride there in style courtesy of Jackson Limousine. So if you'd like to check out, a, I mean, that's a priceless item. Well, you know you're going to get more, more Just the tickets alone, hundreds Sylvie of Sylvie going to be there? I don't know. It doesn't say Sylvie's going to be there. Because if they're just going to go with you, uh, you're not going to get anywhere with All them. right. No. I'll throw in Sylvie for money. I've done there it before. <laughs> How do you think we afforded our new house? Sent her down to Sunset's. Dark. Trip. We've no. gone dark already. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I'll arrange. If I have to buy an extra ticket for Sylvie, so, okay, I'll do that. So it'll be join me and Sylvie at a Kings game. Although me and Killian could be more fun. No, you can join us at a Kings game. Three friends. See, that's why I was assuming he's just won probably four tickets. But I've season tickets, so I can, uh, I'll, I'll work it out. So there's, you can't put a value on that. And right now the bidding stands at zero. So I think we can do better than zero. Call 800-520-1534 or bid on site at uh, KFIAM640.com. Keyword is Radiothon. And you can bid on that item. Okay, and when we come back from the news update, I hope it's at least a dollar somebody's offered for that. Otherwise, if it doesn't get above 100 bucks, Rob, you're going instead of me. You got it. Elizabeth Espinosa is going to have about 500 people here to see her. I can just see this place now. It's going to be jammed when she gets here. 
Bill Carroll, KFI AM 640, live at the White House Restaurant, our annual radiothon for Katarina's Club. We're looking to raise $250,000 in cash, 25,000 pounds of food. That's pasta and tomato sauce. And we are well on our way. We're doing great today, but we still need your help. Come by, drop something off, come in, say hello. There's some great pastry and stuff and coffee and uh or just drop it off at the curb and drive by. We really don't care. I know if you're busy, you might not have a chance to come in and say hi, but uh, we'd like you to do that as well. Coming up at 11.05, social media's role in predicting crazy people and crazy attacks that kill. That's coming up at 11.05. But uh, it's nice when people come up during the commercial break and say hello. A very nice guy just walked up to me, Bruno, and he said, Bill, i got to tell you, when you got here five years ago, I thought you completely sucked. But I love your show now. Love your show. Okay, he said he wasn't sure. He didn't, yeah, he said didn't he wasn't, he wasn't sure, sure about you. But that felt to me like completely sucked. Now he's right? even less sure about you is what yeah. I heard. Yeah, he's sitting right over there. You said completely <laughs> sucked, right? Because that's what I heard. I take criticism well. Who are all these great kids here? Well, they've stopped by. They've got something for One, you. One, two, three, so four, five, six, seven, eight, like nine, what, ten, eleven, twelve little kids. My name is Miley Ortiz. Hi, how are you? Hi, good. Good. What did you guys bring? Um, we brought a present for Bill Carroll. That's me. She's looking around. She has no clue who I am. <laughs> that's that's, that's oh, Bill right there. Bill yeah. Carroll. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you I always buy know, gifts sorry. for total strangers? Sorry. That's weird. Thank you. You bought me a gift. Now, who are you guys? Um, we, are, we are kids that go to Boys and Girls Club in Anaheim. Oh. Do you eat my pasta? Yes. I actually enjoy it. I don't usually eat pasta, but this one I enjoy. What's, I love you. I love you. What's different about his pasta? Why do you like it so much? Um, I think the tomato sauce is pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's cooked good. So. Well, that's great. So that's one of your kids, Bruno, one right of there. My kids. Should I open this now or wait till later? We should open it. Would you like a piece? open it? Huh? Would you like is this going to be food? Yeah. Oh, this <laughs> must be food. It must be something sweet because you're a sweet man. I have, I have a sweet tooth, but I'm trying to quit. You know, I'm trying to. Go all seize candies. Look at that. Oh, yeah. The best. Thank you. I'm going to open these up. How would every one of you like to have one? Yeah? Oh, yeah. Look at the heads go up now. Take what you want. Look at Bill trying to buy some love. Have you ever seen so many fingers move so fast? Look at that. Did, did anyone take two? That's okay. But they can't leave the empty box. Bruno, look at that. Look at how much uh, love I got for one piece of chocolate, and you feed 1,200 kids you. every night. You must get a lot of love. I get a lot of love, I mean, which is so funny because when I go to the club or anywhere else, and you say, kids, hey, Chef Bruno, hi, Bruno. And uh, I was with the reporter a couple of days ago. He said, oh, my God, Bruno, everybody knows you. I said, wow, it's so 10 years almost we don't do that. And uh, I see them from six years old at your teenager time. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, uh, Hugs and a high five and uh, hear their own story. The other day, a little girl ran after me and said, Shabruno, this is my grade. I got straight A at school. And they shared that with me. I feel like they are my own kids. So, I mean, say, Uncle Bruno, I call myself Uncle Bruno to other kids, which is fantastic. Uh, we have a picture of your, uh, your mother who left us this year right in front of the, the broadcast table this week, Katerina, Katerina's Club. Yeah, it was the saddest day of my life. Uh, she left... Uh, September 5th, the same day of uh, Mother Teresa left, uh, which is two amazing women who are helping poor people. As you know, the legacy of Mother Teresa of Calcutta, and Mom has helping poor people for 10 years. I mean, it was a special day to have left on the same day of Mother Teresa. 
And uh, yeah, I cry a lot because it was wow. an inspiration to me. She, the one who told me nine and a half years ago, feed the kids some pasta because she knew he didn't have dinner. And I never, too, I never knew then, nine years later, I could say we already served three quarters of a million kids so far. Yeah. Well, that's very mom. raw for you, only September. That's not long ago. It took me a long time to, well, you never get over the death of a parent, but I, I lost my dad did, a few yeah. years ago. And it, it's, a, it's a hole that can never be filled, I think. But you learn to live with it. Is don't think I feel like I think she's uh, more around me now than ever. Oh, well, it's nice uh, you feel that. Oh, I feel like, I mean, I have no doubt about it. And uh, the funny things, which I share with a few friends, two weeks before she died, I wear a chain with a Mother Teresa medal on it. Then I won for four years. Fifteen days before she died, I'm wearing a Mother Teresa chain, and she died on the same day. And it was a really sign. Then, son, I'm going to go the day Mother Teresa left, but I'm going to be there with you. Not many of us leave a mark, you know, on this earth when we go. Not, not one that lasts very long. How many people can tell you what their own great-grandmother or grandfather's name was? But uh, you've got a chance here to have your mother's legacy pass through you uh, for a very long time to come. Have you thought about what happens when you are not fit enough to keep running this? What, uh, what's going to happen? If you have a nephew and a grandnephew, they must take care of it. If they want to hold the White House one day, they have to continue my legacy. Wow, well, isn't that so nice? Days. And we light uh, the tree light uh, Sunday. I light uh, not only in honor of my mom, but for everybody out there who lost their mom. Because... Nothing sad to lose your own mom. I think the worst is if you lose your own child. But after that, when you lose your own mom, yeah, you know, which is I agree. things. And the cool things here, like the last two months at the restaurant, people say, oh, my God, I'm so sad that your mom died. I feel like I know her. A lot of people feel like they know her, even if they never met her personally, because she was in Italy. The last time she was here was uh, 10 years ago when we started the first kid. But it makes me full of joy to know that a lot of people know my mom and are sad because she left, but they're also happy for what she done. I mean, uh, she's, uh, she's living a legacy, and uh, I'm very proud of her and so happy for Well, she's, her presence is with us today because we're on the road to a record amount of money raised and a record amount of food donated, which will absolutely be incredible. That, that means you can't just quit. No, it won't come down to the White House. You still have to get here because we haven't beat the record yet, but I think we're well on our way, which is I think a, a lot of people are extra touched this year because – we're doing this in honor of your mother. Yeah, I appreciate big time. I really see some people bring some amazing check, a uh, lot of food, and uh, I'm grateful. And if you stop by to give us one dollar, is uh, appreciate. I mean, uh, if everybody listening right it. now, stop by and gave us a dollar. Stop by, give we'll us a dollar. We'd be way over the top. As a belly, as a, even fifty cents. I'm not a greedy guy. I just say thank you from the bottom of my heart of everyone who's out there. Even listen to us, and if they can't stop it today, stop tomorrow. But is a legacy that uh, is helping the children. And uh, they are almost my own children, but I'm not the father of the 1,200 children, but uh, you're helping kids who are starving in America. Thank you for doing what you do, Bruno. Thank you, my Good friend. to talk thank again you, this thank year. You, thank you. Chef Bruno Serrato. Sir, we have to call him according to Handle this morning. Knighted in Italy. All right, so when we come back, we'll talk about social media's role in predicting... Uh, Erratic behavior, maybe even dangerous behavior coming up. Bill Carroll, KFI AM640, live at the White House Restaurant in Anaheim. It's the annual Katarina's Club Radiothon. Come down and see us.